handle the truth. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of We the People Radio. I'm your host, James. Joining us, joining as always, I'm a little retarded already. We wow. got Nick Anthony. What's going on, boys? Hello, James. Hello, What's everyone. What's going on, Jimbo? How we doing? Jimbo, Jim Bob. Uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm super excited for today's episode. There's been a lot of happenings, and we're going to get a uh, first-hand testimony of what's going on with yeah, a lot I'm psyched, of I'm psyched for the show for sure. I'm really excited. The Johnny Depp trial? Yes. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna we we have Amber Heard joining us to give us a detailed explanation on how she shit on Johnny Depp's bed. Yeah, so the people want to know where the is there corn technique? Like, did she spread her cheeks? Corn, no corn. Got- that this is getting very aggressive, a little vulgar. Um oh I'm sorry, Nicholas. I, I'm I'm I apologize. Why are you gay? Um, but today we have a very special guest joining us. She will be joining hopefully in a few minutes. I'm waiting for her text message to let me know. She said she's getting ready. Women, uh, always count on her to be late. Um, but Wonder Woman, Victoria Brooke is going to be joining us. You know her as Wonder she's, Woman. She's at the trial, right? She's there attending it every she day. Is at, there is. She is at the Durham case. She was so, there. Oh, not the Johnny Depp trial. No, no, no. She is not at a real trial. Mixed up. I get those mixed up. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, one's getting twenty four seven coverage. The other one is getting zero media coverage, and nobody is talking about it whatsoever. Well, before she comes on, do you want to break down who Sussman is for the people who are a little retarded, also listening? Well, we're going to get into it with with uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, what, but bit, that's little, like very basic information. Oh, that yeah. So my, my, Michael, Michael Sussman worked for the law firm Perkins Coy that Hillary Clinton had. Who's Hillary's lawyer? Yes, who, who brought the dirt to the FBI, knowing it was and fake? He had brought the information that was paid for by the Clinton Foundation to the FBI that he had known, knowingly brought it to them when he knew it was false. But said he was coming as a concerned citizen, even yep. though he billed the Clinton campaign for his work. Is it related to Jesse Smollett? Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of the same on, he, on his mother's side. Okay. Um, yeah. Are you a CNN? Um, but so then, the, so then the FBI did no investigation themselves. They just took and ran with it. No, there were. They, they I mean, no, they there were uh, the first person who they handed it off to. I mean, I think they thought that there was like no merit there, and then through back and forth, I think uh, communications, they wound up saying, "Hey, you got to you got to move forward with this." Um, but this is definitely something to pay attention to, not the fucking stupid Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial that well, here, makes no difference. Here's the thing. I think people are like, oh, well, they're getting these low level people. And we're going to get really into detail with it with Wonder Woman when she comes on uh, about the actual case and the substance of what has come out. Because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. Wonder Woman and Cash Patel are probably covering this case the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple clips that I want to bring up from Cash. When she comes on to see what she thinks about it, uh, yeah, that'll be a cool. Of, a lot of people have uh, a lot of concerns about the jury selection, the judge, and uh, I really want to get into John Durham, the person, like who John Durham is, because we literally know nothing about this guy except for the fact that he's no nonsense. There's been zero leaks, and Wonder Woman, your boyfriend, Bullseye, Dick goatee, yeah, sweet goatee. fucking goatee, yeah, like a, like a walrus. Sweet goatee. Nice. Uh, what's up, Foxhole audience? Um, but we don't know much about him. I want to hear about his demeanor, how he carries himself in court. Is he is he 
direct is like how is he laying out the questions what's going on there's been some transcripts that are released uh that you can you could pay a dollar per page to get them um and read verbatim what's being said but i do know what we're going to get into is fucking wild uh the the defense is destroying themselves they're throwing hillary under the bus left and right everybody is nobody gives a shit the fact that these people are still alive like that's what right no right holy shit you make when you know you just testified against hillary clinton yeah the fact that these people are alive is a miracle in itself it's pretty incredible it it really is when you think about how many people have been you know arkansas it is so before we bring her on so she's getting ready and who knows up she just texted me hold on uh she's turning on her pc right now okay cool um so she's coming in in a second as soon as she comes in we're gonna go to a a quick commercial break uh (laughs) shout out to our sponsor serious cbd the number one cbd in the planet go to seriouscbd.com serious-cbd.com i should say get it right Uh, james Put in code uh, FREEDOM40 actually right now. Gets you a 40% discount. We're doing a flash sale till the end of the month. Flash sale, 40% discount. FREEDOM40 at checkout. Uh, This stuff is legit. I use it every day. Marley Dog uses it every day. Um, Oh, here it is. Here's my serious CBD. Every day uh, goes down the hatch. You make those Um, muscle mochas like Justin? No, I don't make the muscle mochas. Justin's a savage doing full shows with no shirt on. Guy's a fucking maniac. Uh, but shout out to Sirius CBD. Uh, and uh, they're amazing. Shout out to Kush Creams, number one topical in the game. It's fucking legendary as well. My sunburn has been saving my life. Go to put in code WPRUSA for 15% off at kushcreams.com. Also, shout out to bioproteintech.com. I fucking love this stuff. They're not even a sponsor anymore. I just fucking love a good fucking product and uh, appreciate everything they're doing, uh, especially uh when everybody's eating soy and all this fucking garbage it's a big agenda that i'm i'm all about uh nick speaking of which how's your carnivore diet going i saw your birthday the other day happy birthday to nicholas ladies and gentlemen it was his birthday last 29 last year happy my birthday big two nine this fucking guy he's 10 years older than i am the old man 44 coming in hot so yeah i had a meat pie no i broke my diet for this weekend but i'm back on it but you had a meat pie for your birthday how do you feel yeah good Feel great. I know what's funny is I I think I started, I was 212 when I started doing the carnivore diet. I dropped like 200 point, like eight or something like that. I was Real just quick. shy of 201. Yeah, like two weeks into it. Mm-hmm. I ate like a fucking animal for my birthday and I was like 207. <laughs> and now this morning I was like right on 205 ish, 203. Yeah, that's a lot of water. <clears throat> yeah. But one day after dinner, I was like, that was when I was my lightest around 200. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home, I was like 205. And then the next day I was 207. Did it? Yeah, and body's fat fuck. <clears throat> yeah, it's still three percent body fat. You're a fat fuck. Yeah, James, are you were looking at what is it, the blood, pancreas, and liver chocolate milkshakes? Yeah, yeah. I was is looking there any bone in there? Yeah, there's bone. A little um, kidney. Uh I like a good bone and kidney in my chocolate milkshake. There's bone, there's kidney. There's pancreas, there's liver, there's blood, um, and it's all an- straight from this, uh, you know, uh, 100% sourced from the animal. And the, the only thing you don't uh, mix it with that comes from the cows, the milk, right? Because <laughs> then uh, you'll probably mix it with almond milk or whatever. Oh, I do it with raw milk. Yeah. Oh, wow. Raw milk. Spicy. They have raw milk. I would do it with milk. Yeah, I would do it with milk. Um, whole milk, 100%. 
Uh, but I'm going to give that breast a milk. Uh, no, no breast milk. Why not? I'm not a bodybuilder and uh, I don't need no breast milk. Hmm. Uh, raw milk is, is really good for you. A lot of people are doing like goat's milk kefir. That's mm-hmm. what I have. That's what you have. How is it? Does it taste good? Tastes like fucking goat milk kefir. Yeah, but wait, isn't real actual raw milk? It's like yogurt almost actually. You can't yes, buy actual raw milk in the store. No, you have to go straight to the farmer. You have to yeah, go to a PMA. You got to go yeah. underground. Yeah, you got to go. No, there's PM, there's PMA farms that have it actually. It's yeah. fucking illegal. Yeah. Um. So before gray market of, milk, he said she's yeah. pulling a Trump. She's running a little late. Um. And I said, uh, so put in the comments section <clears throat> any questions that you guys might have for for Wonder Woman about the Durham case. We're gonna fire a bunch at her. Um but I'm sure you guys might have some questions that we don't have. I apologize to our Rumble users uh, and a couple other platforms. I can't see the, the comment sections, but Foxhole, CloudHub, Facebook, uh, I could see the comment section. So uh, fire away. Um, we'll have some fun. What do you guys want to hear about? Um, but I, I really think this case is one of the most important cases in it's our trial of the century. Operation. No doubt. I see someone just showed up. I see someone just showed up. So again, like I was saying, this is one of the biggest cases in our in in our history, and it's very mm-hmm. important. It is laying the groundwork for everything that's going to come. Like this is just baby steps. I say all the time, you do not take down the king or the queen first. You always take down the pawns. Um, and D- John Durham is literally laying out in front of everybody how this operation operated, who is involved. All the players are getting named by their own people. It's amazing. So Victoria, what kind of security does he have right now? I'm very interested to hear that as well because the photos that Wonder Woman's boyfriend's posting, he doesn't look like he's got. It doesn't much. look like much, yeah. No, but, it looks like he's a fucking principal of a school, just walking around. Yeah, yeah, savage. No but uh, let's go to a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll bring Wonder Woman back when we come back. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all, and they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Shout out to Sirius CBD, the number one CBD plant. Put in code FREEDOM40 for 40% off your order until the end of the month. Welcome to the show. I think this is your second time on the show. The first time you did the down the rabbit hole. This is the first time with the boys. Well, I know you've come out of the closet since you're no longer just Wonder Wonder Woman. You're Victoria. You're coming out to the world. I love it. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Like the best I've ever been. Um, I'm so happy to hear that. Covering the Sussman trial has been the experience of a lifetime. I mean, how many people can say they get to see Durham in the flesh? That's I seriously the wildest thing in the world to me. I mean, we haven't seen 
this guy ever. There was a couple troll videos they got put out, but there was literally one photo that everybody has shared of him, put the Punisher skull over it, and all of a sudden you and your you and your boyfriend are down there posting live photos. I think your your boyfriend got a picture of the guy smiling today. Like I didn't even know the guy had any emotions. <laughs> um <laughs> so I'm really it's it's so first off, I need to know. I need to know. So first everybody that if you're not familiar with Victoria here, you could find her on Truth. What are you even doing then? Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) You better know about her. Um, But at Wonder Woman with Q's as O's, um, I'm going to put that here actually so everybody could see. Uh, I'm a little retarded. Um, So tell us a little bit about John Durham himself. Like, I'm so interested to hear about this guy and and his demeanor, how he carries himself in court. Because we literally know nothing about him besides the fact that he's a no-nonsense prosecutor. He took down the mob. But we don't know much about the guy, uh, his personality or anything. Like, how does he carry himself in the courtroom? Um, I believe Durham to be a regular guy who is good at his job. I think that he has no idea what people have made him out to be. Um, I don't think he realizes that he is the Punisher. Um, he's very humble and he is, like you're saying, someone that if you saw walking down the street, that if you didn't know who he was, he's unassuming. So seeing him so serious with his team and then all of a sudden crack a laugh is hilarious to me because no, no one's ever seen him smile no one's ever seen him, period. Like, I like the guy started, like, for those who are not familiar, he started his investigation on October 28th, 2017. Just coincidentally happens to be the same day Q started posting. Just coincidentally. But that's besides the point. That's when he was commissioned by Jeff Sessions to start his investigation into the whole Russia invest, the Russian hoax that we now know it as. Yeah. And um, I. Go ahead. I really do believe that he's amazing at his job. He's serious about his work. Don't mind the motorcycles outside. Um, And he, he doesn't understand the magnitude that people have followed everything about him. Um, I really think he's got like horse blinders on. So during this case, he's really just focused on the mission. He's not probably paying attention to the press. I highly doubt he realizes how many memes are made of him. Um, he seems to not want to have anything to do with the internet. So, Well, that's yeah. why we have no pictures of the guy. So I got to know, before before we get in a little bit more about Durham, I got to know, how did you get this? Like, how did you get into the courtroom? Like, what 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 did you do? Like, who, who, who do I, who do I got to pull in some favors with, you know, do some things? No, I'm kidding. Uh, that would never happen. Um, but, uh, as far as you being in the courtroom, I can see the trolls already. Here they come. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, um, whatever. Yeah. Let, let them see. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Get, get, get ready for It's like the meme. Here come the trolls with fucking what's his name from uh, the movie. You know what I'm talking about? But how did you get into the courtroom? Uh, so what- I have to give a shout out to the man behind the Hunter Biden research for the laptop, uh, Garrett Ziegler. He's a legend. If you don't follow his telegram, you need to. Marco Polo is completely behind a lot of the research with the Hunter Biden laptop. They've published um, tons of the text messages and emails regarding the laptop and photos. Um, Some of them I won't share to my telegram for obvious reasons. Um, 
he actually on truth two weeks ago asked publicly if anyone was going to attend the trial and i didn't know that federal trials are open to the public so i just went on my own accord get the fuck out of here yeah you just went and they let you in yeah yeah it's open to the public how the fuck did i not know this <laughs> you're a little retarded i well we know this i'll be honest with you I, i'm kind of retarded you can't bring any, any kind of recording device in there, right? You can't have your phone out. You can't do any of that. You can't take pictures. So this is the whole thing. So the first week, I didn't know about the media room. And in the media room, anyone like you, myself, can go in there and can be on their computers or, or their phones and live tweet, live stream, like, well, not stream, uh, post. But in the courtroom, can't do that. And I didn't know about this room. So the first week, I was literally writing down notes the entire court court case so i got to see durham like a couple yards away um i got to see like his his attorneys that close uh very small courtroom so i would say there was maybe eight people from the press that were in there including myself um everybody else was either government officials or part of the teams so you just did the, you how big how big is the media room how many people you got in there? Um, 25 reporters. And from all different... Uh... Yeah, but I would say, like, right now, I'm aware that there's three from Fox News sitting at the same table. I got to speak with a couple of them today, and uh, there's a guy from the Epic Times. <clears throat> um, the Times What'd you say? Was it Roman from the Epoch Times? No, John Hai. Okay. I think his last name is H-A-U-G-H-E-Y. They do, do great work, Epoch Times. Yeah, phenomenal. And I actually sat next to a girl representing just the news today. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. I wish I had known. I would have went. I thought you would need like a media pass to get in there. Are there that's other good. independent journalists there like yourself? So I'm not entirely sure. Um, I haven't spoken with everyone. I just know that there's about 25 people there. There are seats in the back. So if you don't get a table, you can sit by the wall, but it's a very small room. Um, and what are you watching on TV? Yeah. So they stream it uh, on two TVs, one on the left, one on the right. And you can hear everything just as well as you can hear it in the courtroom. I personally loved being in the courtroom better, but I like the ability to be able to post. So. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. We've been following your coverage very closely. I know a lot of people have. Everybody's been shouting you out left and right, the who's who, because your coverage has been absolutely unbelievable. And in my opinion, the best coverage of the Durham case. It, it's, re it's real deal journalism that yes. we haven't seen any of in the longest time. So. Well, no one's covering the case. Even the Fox News people that are there, no one's really talking about it. Like, there, there's zero minutes. Like, I'd be walking around the whole entire time just. Are you a CNN? Asking all that. Are you a CNN? Are you here? Are you MSNBC? No, no one's there. I'm no one's covering it. And nobody, that's probably why nobody's there. Cause it's not covered by the media. They're worried about the Johnny. What's Depp. your most memorable moment so far covering this case? Honestly, Robert Mook, uh, or Mook. I don't know how you pronounce it, but okay. his testimony was wild because he just totally threw Hillary under the bus and nobody was expecting it. Like, 
each witness that gets up there, it's really unexpected. Like you don't know when they get up on the stand, how they're going to be. Um, there was this other guy, uh, Chadison, who went up there foreign. I'm not sure what country he's from, but he was hilarious. Um, someone was kind of like, Oh, you were, you were recording notes during these, these meetings. And he was like, obviously in <laughs> a seemingly almost Russian accent. Um, but yeah, you never really know what you're going to get. So I would say Mook and today um, with uh, Curtis Heidi. So. Okay. So I want to get into what happened today, but let's, let's start, let's start from the beginning with the Durham case. Cause it's, it's been like a slow rollout. The first week was a couple small little booms. We got some, some good information, a nice like groundwork laid, but the second week it really, it really started to heat up. Um, when you, when you got there, um, was there a lot of commotion around Durham? Like, does he have a, a large security team? Does what's going on with, uh, him when he walks around the court. Cause when the pictures that I see that you and your boyfriend are taking, it looks like he's just walking solo. And that's very, that'd be very odd to me. Yeah. He honestly doesn't have a security team to my knowledge. I mean, if wow. he does, then they're very discreet because he doesn't have a big team with him. That's insane to me because we were saying uh, the past couple weeks, like the fact that he's still alive and made it to this case and these witnesses are alive and made it to this case like robbie mook is hillary clinton's campaign manager in 2016 like he knows how he even made it to testify so. yeah that's what i'm saying like with hillary clinton's body bag list yeah all of the crazy coincidences that have happened around hillary people that know hillary clinton's secret service like wild wild shit we can go down that rabbit hole for a whole six episodes um but the fact that John Durham is walking around, no one's seen him and he's walking around with no security is mind boggling to me because I feel like the, the deep state, the cabal would want him gone, which further leads me to believe that we're in total control uh, of the situation. If he if he's able to walk around uh, and not be bothered at all, <laughs> it, what, it, what are the chances you think this case is going to go nowhere? Um, I personally don't believe it's not going to go anywhere because in the beginning, as James mentioned, it was kind of slow moving. I was a little nervous because I don't know if you looked at my jury thread, but I detailed just the backgrounds of these jurors. 80% of them are DNC donors. Some of them specified who they donated to and they mentioned AOC. They mentioned Hillary. So one thing I want to put on the record, and I think this is important, people need to realize that D.C. itself, not the surrounding states, D.C. is saturated with Democrats. So 95% people voted for Hillary, I think. Yeah. So if you have to pull a jury pool from D.C., it's not necessarily rigged. It's the fact that that's the pool that they're dealing with. So I think a lot of people were like, oh, it's rigged because the jury... I mean, yes, it's disappointing that these people all <laughs> donated to the DNC, but what are you going to do? I mean, like you can't you can't magically change the demographics of the area for the trial. No, you can't. And I think that's a very important thing to talk about. And you also have to talk about the fact that like cash. I want to bring up a clip by Cash Patel because he details it very well. Um, he's he's he basically says that uh, regardless of who's in the jury, the th things that take things to a, the appellant court 
are usually because of a bad jury pool. So the judge ha is going to try to keep it clean so that it doesn't go to the, the to the appeals court. Because if it goes to the appeals court, this doesn't stop. They want it to be over. So it wouldn't make sense for them to to throw the case and, and allow it to go to the appeals court because uh, um, it, it just wouldn't end. And at the end of the day, what we've heard in this court case already has already implicated multiple people. Jake Sullivan, Robbie Mook, Hillary Clinton. There's tons well, the of the fact that he implicated Hillary on one of the first days of the trial is a major happening. I don't know that that's ever happened before, at least not in a courtroom setting. No. The for, fact that that happened is huge. I mean, was there like a collective like <gasps> like when he said that or what? <laughs> yeah. 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 Really? Uh, honestly, so the best part of the media room is that the media room you get to hear all the reactions in real time. So like you got people laughing, you got people swearing, making fun of like the people who are up there. I mean, it's it's a riot. You guys need to be <laughs> in the media. They all know each other. Yeah, they do. And I mean, I'm clearly new. So everybody's asking, who do you represent? Who are you here with? And I'm just like, I'm not here with anyone. Have you heard so. of the people? <laughs> yeah. You heard of the people. I represent the people because uh, we need to get this. No one, no one is covering this information. Like, it's not like Fox. You have to pay a dollar a page to get the actual transcripts. And I'm sure there's thousands and thousands of pages. Someone's got to be giving it away, though. Of transcripts, so uh, hey, don't we don't don't we pay for these court proceedings with our taxes? Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. You, you'd think it's like, hey, get some transcripts. They just fuck us every time. Um, so the guy walks in. He's got no security. He 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 opens up the case. Was his opening statement a strong opening statement, or was it? Uh, did he just lay out some groundwork? I personally loved his opening statement, and it was delivered by Ms. Shaw. So. I don't know if you guys have seen any photos, but she's the blonde that's uh, the attorney on his team. And she was extremely strong. She's been strong throughout the whole trial. And she basically just discussed this is a trial about privilege. Like Michael Sussman had power and he was a big attorney that had high up connections in the FBI, and the CIA and the DOJ. So he believed he could get away with this. Well, and they've gotten away with it for, for so long. Why wouldn't they believe that they'd get away with it? They really didn't think Hillary Clinton was going to lose. Like they thought that it was the wildest, that no, no chance in the world that she was going to lose. And if she didn't lose, we'd know none of this. We'd literally know none of this. There would be no special counsel, John Durham. We'd know none of this. They sweep it under the rug and it'd be business as usual. The thing that threw a wrench in it was the fact that Donald Trump won and the reason why this Russia investigation is happening in the first place is because Donald Trump won. Like everybody that sit here and says that Donald Trump is part of the deep state. He's he's one of them. I'm like, it makes absolutely no sense. They wouldn't go through all this trouble with the Russia investigation and trying now to cover up the Russia investigation any which way they possibly could. Because they they they're they're running into running into their own their own brick wall. So the jury selection was very very tough. Can I bring up a clip from Cash Patel and uh, see what he has to say about the jury selection? Um, I'm um, doing it anyway. And there were some issues. Jury selection always has its issues. In every case, every single one that I ever tried, jury selection is also one of the main arenas for appellate courts to review a conviction, and one of the main reasons 
criminal convictions are reversed are errors during jury selection, which is why it's so crucial that the judge get it right and the sides lay out their foundation for their strikes correctly. So I think it's tough. People are going to have criticisms, you know, so-and-so donated to Hillary's campaign and so-and-so, um, you know, is, uh, follows this political agenda versus the other. But what the judge is doing is rehabilitating the witnesses to say, look, we know you did this. Can you put that aside? Can you be neutral? And the person is testifying under oath. If it's later found out that they lied or they can't, then they're going to be prosecuted. So it's never going to be what everyone wants. I've never picked a jury in my life as a prosecutor or public defender where we got all the jurors we wanted. No side will ever do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, it's less of an issue than people are making it out to be. And I think that's because it's a paper case and we can get into that later. So that's what I was saying earlier. I think it's it's imp an impossibility for DC to have a non-Hillary fan court. I, I don't think it's possible. Um, but at the end of the day, they don't want this to continue. And they're but now they're what he's saying is that it's a it's a paper case, meaning that it's not just witness testimony. Here are the receipts. Here are the transactions, like black and white. Here you go. Like yeah, is it? Is that is that the evidence? Like, are they bringing a lot yeah, of well, make, make her the fall person then? So yeah. the evidence that's been presented thus far has been the white papers, the thumb drives, which I jokingly said yesterday look like red and blue Legos. <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy on Twitter, a John Durham fan, posted this great picture of joking <laughs> thumb drives that looked like Legos. Anyway, um, they yeah, presented those. They just presented for the first time a picture today of Rodney Jaffe and Mr. Novick and that team regarding the cyber data free search. So that was interesting. Um, there's been a, a lot of things that happened, but I would say emails are the primary source. So they're using a lot of emails. So they're using their own words against them. Is this why? You think Robbie Mook went up? He was called up by the by the defense. It wasn't even the prosecution team, right? He was called up. Yeah, um, I was. I was honestly kind of surprised the way his trial, well, his testimony went. But you got to remember, I mean, as this trial progresses, the witnesses have to kind of know, like, if you lie, you're done. I mean, they might as well tell the truth now. Because they have the emails and they have their own words saying the things that. They're trying to say that they did. Yeah. So either way, you're screwed. You lie, you're going to jail. You tell the truth. You're you might get. Yeah, you might get a little. <laughs> you <laughs> might make it. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I kind of see it. I mean, so like I said, it's very interesting just seeing how it's all playing out. Um, all the players involved. I mean, I know some people have said I didn't even understand half of this, and it's like I'm learning each day that I'm there just by the testimonies that are being given. So it's what day are we on right now? What day is this? Of the uh, uh day the seven. Trial. How are the opening statements? I, I already asked that. Nick. You asked that? Oh, yeah. Oh, you asked that? I asked that like 10 minutes ago. It's all right. Well, what, <laughs> what about the opening statements yeah. for the defense? What, 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 yeah, what, for prosecution? yeah. What, I mean, what do they have to say? Because if all the evidence is against them right now, what are they even standing on right now? Their opening statement was just kind of like, you know, I felt it was like, have pity <laughs> on this guy. Have pity on this guy. Can you see past the fact that he was this powerful lawyer? Um, can you see it without bias? Can you look through the lens of just hearing what's presented and maybe having an unbiased view? 
So I don't know. To me, their opening statement, when I look back now, after everything that's happened, I think it was kind of shaky. Um, I think if I wish everyone could be in that room, because if you just look at the defense versus the prosecution, it's like the defense just looks snaky. Like they look, they, they don't vibe that they're just shady motherfuckers. Yeah. Like we, we talk about energy and just the presence you have in a room and these people, I don't know. I feel like if I knew nothing and I walked into that room, I would just be like, yep, Sean Berkowitz is a snake. But, that's <laughs> just my personal but but when they're talking in their opening statement saying, can you look through this with an unbiased lens? They're talking to the jury. Yes. What are they? What do you mean? An un, like, if anything, the biased lens would be leaning towards them, not towards the other way. Like, what are they trying to frame it as like the jury is a bunch of right wing conspiracy theorists? Is that how they're trying to frame their opening statement? You think? I think they framed it in the sense that can you look past at this guy? had high connections, was a, like privileged, um, well-known lawyer for the DNC. Like, can you look at this unbiased as if he's just an individual, you know, bringing information to the FBI on his own accord? That makes no just sense. Being like a concerned citizen. And then I'm going to build the HRC campaign. But that makes like why him being a, a Clinton high powerful lawyer with all his connections is a huge part of this story. Like, why would they have to look past that? It makes absolutely no sense. Like, why would, <laughs> they, why would they even say that? Like, hey, we know, listen, we know our guy. He's got a lot of connections. Yeah. We know he's, you know, he's done some shady fucking things. Can you look past that and be unbiased? And then, you know, forget about all the other evidence and then just, you know, vote on this unbiasedly. Like, that's the most ridiculous opening statement I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, one of my favorite lines from today was that Berkowitz of the defense said that Joffe and Sussman, there was no money exchanged between the two of them for any of this. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Okay, well, wh where did the money come from? I mean, they have the receipts, so how can you even claim that? I don't know. Right? Don't they want, do, do they now wind up showing, oh, actually, here's the financial transaction between the two or – you know, indirectly with the DNC campaign or Hillary's campaign? We're probably going to argue that the receipts were not reflecting of this project. But another thing that I actually uh, posted, I think it was three days ago, losing track of the days, um, there was, there was a form signed by Sussman that was for a white paper billed to the DNC. So DNC. It was for a white paper. And I wrote that, like I said, uh, today's Tuesday. I think I want to say it was Friday or Thursday. Can you explain a little bit about what the significance of that is? So the entire trial is about Sussman lying to the FBI that he was bringing this information to them on behalf of himself and not bringing it to them for a client. So... That is what the prosecution is trying to prove, that he went there on behalf of someone else with a motive. And the consensus throughout the entire trial has been every FBI agent who has been on the stand, in my opinion, based on their testimony, what they've said, would not have either been part of the case had they known the motivation of Sussman or the identity of the source, because not all of them knew that Sussman was the one that brought it. Um... I mean, like, if you know someone's politically uh, entrenched, 
in a party, why would you think that they were bringing it to you on? Well, that that could be a double-edged sword. And these guys could be trying to save their own ass saying, oh, I knew nothing about this. And, you know, uh, I, I, I just was following orders kind of thing, doing what I was told looked like it was, it, there was something to it based on what I was given. Um, or, or, uh, well, they're know, not good fucking FBI agents then. Yeah. <laughs> did you get information? Well, how did you get it? Who yeah. gave it to you? you well, well so today who do you work it for? was it was repeated throughout the trial today curtis heidi really wanted to conduct an interview really wanted to interview the source but they kept being told that it was an anonymous source and that it wasn't an option to have this interview so it's kind of like what do you do who's that person who says anonymous are they coming on the stand right now it's michael yeah. sussman sussman sussman's the person nick's a little slow uh oh retard alert they kept other people anonymous as well, like yes. Joffrey, right? Like the tech executive number one. And um, he's well, he's not technically anonymous because a lot of the witnesses that are up there are talking about him. We're naming him. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I thought they kept his name out of documentation early on. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't want to comment on that. So Robert Mook got called up by the defense. And uh, what question was he asked where he just basically said uh, Hillary Clinton knew everything about what was going on? I don't remember the exact question. I'd have to go through my notes because I have extensive notes. Um, sure. but, <laughs> are you going to put them out on a blog? Like, are you going to, is that something that you plan on doing? I guess, I, I guess I should start a sub stack. As you should. Yeah. You should definitely do a sub stack and put it all out. And <laughs> Yeah, I need to like, I have so many notes right now, um, but I don't remember the exact question. I just know that the way he delivered it, it was almost like a, a few good men moment. Like who ordered the code red? It was like, <laughs> he just said, he's like, yeah, like Hillary gave the okay to go to the press. Like, I don't know. It's almost like he, he was knew. like, absolutely. Yeah. There was no question. There was no hesitation. Um, he was a very honest witness i would say like you can tell when you're watching someone in their behavior and the way that they carry themselves if they're really telling the truth like a couple people have been on the stand that i think i think i remember what it, what he said so it, the question was something to the effect was uh we're in the summer of 2015 were you guys looking into trump's uh connection to russia uh, and did Hillary Clinton know about it? And he's like, absolutely. Absolutely. Like we were definitely doing that. He goes, we were doing it well before that, but at that point, absolutely. And she signed off on everything. Um, he was, he was very open about that. And to me, that kind of shows they have dirt on him. If he's the campaign manager and they were doing this, this highly, highly illegal treasonous type activity, there's, he, he's, he's saving himself right now. Yeah. I think I think he's just trying to throw everybody into the bus and save himself and get the lowest sentence possible because this is laying this is one of the hugest statements in the courtroom that we've seen about Hillary Clinton. I think ever. I don't think there's ever been a statement about Hillary Clinton by any witness to this magnitude. Yeah, one of my favorite memes and I just want to put on the record, I'm not a fan fan of memes. Like I'm not someone that laughs at memes. <laughs> That's why I don't really share them because I just don't yes. think most of them aren't funny. Uh, people aren't that original. But 
there was one that I loved and it's a door and it's got locks all the way down the door. Yeah. And it was like Robbie Mook's door. Yeah. Um, that's really how most people in the room felt after that happened. Like, how could you make a statement like that and not be safe? I mean, hopefully he has some form of, you know, security, but that is a wild statement to make considering the history that we have seen. What was his demeanor when he was making these statements? Yeah. I mean, his his demeanor, I would say he you could tell he was being honest. Like to me, it wasn't shady. He wasn't scared necessarily, but there might have been a little anxiety because he knew what was about to happen. Like he knew he was gonna have to admit this. How can he not be nervous? You know what the Hill the Clintons are about and what they've done. Um, and you were here campaign manager, like you were tied in there. Didn't, didn't he name John Podesta as well? Yes. In the courtroom, John Podesta knew about all of this. So Podesta came up a couple times throughout the trial so far. Let's, let's, let's hear about this. My man, Johnny boy, what's going on? So how did he get brought up a few times? So apparently within the Hillary for America, they call it a uh, campaign he was making a lot of um, decisions like he was influencing i want to say things about the budget um any kind of critical decision that was being had i believe had so do you, do a lot do you think he had a lot of influence or do you think uh it was more hillary I mean, I don't think it's necessarily on paper the kind of influence he had, but based on the fact that his name has been brought up a couple times, I would just imagine that, yeah, he was involved in the lower levels of decision-making to ensure that everything was going according to plan. I wonder I wonder how his connection to Hillary works, if he's more of a handler or if he's uh... – she's one of his handlers because he he was the joint chief staff the chief of staff for slick willie um, yeah what was his position in the hrc campaign so if bobby mook was the campaign manager what was podesta john podesta was the chair he was the chair okay and the other thing i want to talk about because you just brought up handlers so as each fbi agent has been brought to the stand the topic of handlers has been raised numerous times and the in defense hmm? in what way um so when when the fbi receives information from an outside source um whether it's someone on the street or i don't know like the the exact process they go through but it usually goes through a handler so they were kind of referring to sussman as a handler of this information and um Basically, today, actually, Ms. Sands, I believe it was, or it was Anderson this morning, I'm mixing up the days, Sands yesterday testified, she was working for Curtis Heidi, mm -hmm. he said that it was very unusual for someone to bypass a handler, so for her to learn the source beyond Sussman would have been unusual. Well, and we know that source is the Clinton Foundation, the DNC and hillary clinton um but i they didn't have any suspicions like they're fbi agents a lot of these people they didn't so like, there were ims the system that the fbi uses it's called link and there were ims exchanged between various agents that had dnc dropped in it and uh yesterday agent gainer 
said that he <laughs> some people said they didn't know what the DNC meant. Like they didn't necessarily know whether it meant the Democratic what? National Committee, which to me was kind of like, all right, you're fudging it. You're fudging it now because it's not DNS data. That's completely separate. Um, well, you're in the FBI and you don't know what the DNC means. Yeah. That's a problem. Wow. So, yeah, the half, I would say half the people who have testified claim they didn't know. And then the other half um, did say they had suspicions or they were aware, but like they a, couldn't do anything about it. It just made no sense. I have a hard time believing that they don't know what the DNC is. I think they're playing stupid. The old mob trick. They're, they're playing stupid. It's almost like pleading the fifth. Oh, like I, I had no fucking idea it was fucking, you know, le left hand Louie that killed him. I had no idea. You know, they're they they're just almost pleading the fifth and just saying that they had no idea. I mean, at the end of the day, listen, we know that the upper echelon, the higher ups in the FBI, are really the ones that are corrupt. You know, the seventh floor crew, um, the Comeys, the McCabe, like these guys are very very corrupt. They always have been. The low-level agents, everything is compartmentalized for a reason. They're usually just doing what uh, what their their higher ups are telling them to do, and they they aren't doing them for the wrong reasons or malicious reasons. In most cases, uh, I think that's a, a thing that people need to understand because when we talk about the FBI and how it's a corrupt agency, it's not all the agents. A lot of agents are there for the right reasons, and they want to uh, fight for our country, but they're being led by these corrupt, evil bastards uh who want to see this country crash and burn and they're actively doing things to destroy it like trying to take down the president with a fake phony steel dossier that was completely made up and brought to the fbi by the clinton foundation this is all fact now we knew about this for years by the way victoria right like we've been talking about this for years and this is now us being vindicated a totasos uh can be given out because we've been saying this for years everybody's been screaming russia 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 and it's so funny they're still using the russia narrative putin man bad are they is the defense trying to use putin uh especially with what's going on right now in ukraine as part of their defense so i definitely think there's some manipulation going on there um one thing to mention is that alpha bank actually had their own investigation of the allegations so Alpha Bank hired, um, blanking on the, I have to look through my notes. They hired a U.S.-based um, law firm as well as a cyber company that was U.S.-based. And neither entity found anything that was suspicious. And neither one of them found anything that was damning. So one of my favorite lines in the whole trial, which you might have seen, was Agent Hellman said in an IM that this data was 5150-ish, which means that he believes whoever authored this data had mental issues. Really? Yes. It's, it's, it's so obviously fabricated. It's not that difficult. That's why it's so concerning to me that these FBI agents, like Nick said earlier, that these guys are FBI agents. They, they couldn't figure this out. And we're hearing a, a lot of these people knew, like the higher-ups at least, knew it was nonsense when they got it. Like right day one, they knew it was fucking garbage. But did they and they, they present some handwritten notes in in court in court yes. up till now, right? Like uh, was I don't know if it was Peter Strzok or, Peter or, Strzok or one of them. Yeah, saying like that they, they thought this had no merit. Multiple agents said it had no merit. I don't believe it was Strzok. Um, 
Strzok said that it was like the seventh floor was fired up about the data. And I also want to mention the fact that Ryan Gaynor took over for Joe Pienka because Pienka was working on Crossfire Hurricane. So there was overlap going on and it just so happened that it was kind of related. Um, but if you want to talk about the higher levels of the Bureau versus lower levels, it's highly possible that higher up agents put the work on lower agents in order to take the burden off themselves because they knew it was BS. So they were just trying to use some pawns like, hey, you go do this illegal shit, not knowing it's illegal just because I told you to go do it and and then give me the information and they used it for their bogus investigation is what you're saying. So, yeah, Gaynor is younger, I would say, younger than Struck, younger than Pianka. Um, he was project managing the data project for the Alpha Bank alleg allegations. But I don't believe that. I think according to what he said, if he had known that this whole thing was Democrat motivated and politically charged, that he wouldn't have had anything to do with the project. He was only doing it to take the work off of Pianka. And you have to take his word for it. I mean, it's very tough knowing how these people operate. Um, but that's what he's telling us. It's it's very interesting because it's hard to believe seeing these reports and seeing these things. Even their own agents are saying it was very sloppily done. And it was it was uh, done with no merit to, for these FBI agents to not see through the nonsense, not see it's politically politically motivated. Um, I mean. Based on the IMs, I think the IMs are some of the funniest, uh, <laughs> some of the funniest evidence that's been put into use by the government. Uh, one of them said something about crayons today. Like, couple agents were like joking that the data and like their skills were related to crayons. So, I mean, you can put it all together and you can understand that these guys probably just wanted to be done with it. I mean, it it didn't have merit. It didn't have a reason to proceed further. So if you're going to get, you know, a warrant, a search warrant to do wiretaps or anything else, you need to prove that there's probable cause. And today across the board, the consensus was there was no probable cause. And that was coming from Curtis Heidi, who was above Sands. So do you think Curtis Heidi uh, was, was actively trying to take down Donald Trump, or do you think he was just along for the ride? No, I believe that a lot of the lower level agents and and others were just trying to piece it all together, and they seemed to continually raise questions about who this anonymous source was, and the higher levels were not. Uh, okay, so a close hold is technically what was over this information, and the close hold meant that they were withholding the identity of the source uh, you know, for reasons that were undisclosed. So they were unaware at Gainer's level, Sands level, why they were not releasing this identity. And time and time again, when these witnesses get on the stand, they're saying that had they known that this source was DNC driven, politically motivated, they would have had a different determination of the motive and the reason that they brought this information to them. Uh, I, I'm so confused by how the defense and, and their how, how they're attacking this. Like, I still can't figure out why they would bring Robbie Bobby Mook up. 
So I believe that the defense is trying to make it seem like the FBI didn't conduct a thorough investigation and they didn't do they didn't exhaust every avenue possible to make sure that this data was plausible. So that's that you think they're they're trying to set the narrative that way to make it seem like there's not um, today it seemed that Berkowitz's angle was so you didn't you didn't in uh, interview a source you didn't take it a step further um, you didn't do further analysis on this data like he's trying to make it sound like the agents did not do their responsibilities up to par. And are they just trying to throw everybody else under the bus, kick the can, the can down the road? That's basically what it what it feels like. Everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's pointing fingers. It's not just Bobby Mook over here. Um, I wouldn't say that they're pointing fingers. They are very legalese, as I will say, in the way that they word things. Um, but today, uh, when Novik was on the stand, which was uh, more cyber a cyber related witness who worked closely with Rodney Jaffe, he like freaked out because one of the exhibits that was shown was regarding a paper that had various Russian names on it. Um, Carter Page name dropped on there and Jaffe had given them this paper and, you know, he felt very uncomfortable having this information knowing that this whole project was going to go to a lawyer. That's what he was told by Jaffe, that the whole data collection project that they were working on together was going to be given to a lawyer. So he kind of caved today and he was like visibly upset on the stand. I haven't seen anybody throughout this entire trial uh, vividly upset, but I'll give you the name of it. It was Crimson Rhino is what they called the project because Mr. Novick didn't want people to know that it was about Trump. Oh, wow. wow. Yes. Wow. wow. So, so is anyone, is anyone, are you guys getting the feedback that I'm getting? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Hold on. No, it went away. They don't like us talking about this. What's going on in federales? <laughs> Hi, guys. They're definitely listening. I, did you hear? Did you see that Media Matters wrote an article about us? Yeah, Media Matters called for us to get removed from Twitch. Does, that, does anyone read that fucking platform? The rags. News article uh, by David uh, David Brock, James Alephantis, his ex-boyfriend. So how Twitch. many um how many witnesses are left to take the stand? Do you know? I believe there might only be one. Um, wow. It's 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 a little confusing because the government is going to close most likely tomorrow, which that was predicted last week. But then deliberations begin, so I am not 100 percent yet. What's going to happen? Most days court will end around 4:30, and today it ended at 3:30. So, I mean, I'm not really sure what what's in store for tomorrow. Like I said, it's kind of always full of surprises, and things change all the time. We've had. We've had the witness order change. We've had witnesses removed. Um, not totally sure, but I think it is going to be wrapping up soon. So you think, uh, how do you think the jury is reacting considering we know that their majority of them are Hillary supporters? Are they uh, as engaged in the trial as, as you are? Because you're clearly on top of everything. Um, or does it look like they're kind of, because you think about it when you get asked and called to, to do jury duty, like nobody's excited 
to go and do jury duty. You're not fucking like, yes, let's go. Especially for these people that they know are going to, they're seeing evidence at least that implicates these people in, in some serious crimes. Um, do they, are they as engaged as you are? Or are they kind of just sitting there biding their time? So I kind of want to speak to myself and what I'm doing and them as well to give you kind of an idea. Um, I'm educated. I write for a living. I already can type fast and I can write fast. And this is my first trial, but I can tell you that it's extremely difficult to get everything down accurately, things spelled correctly. It takes a lot of hyper awareness and the ability to discern and ask questions if you need to like ask the person sitting next to you, hey, what was that name or or whatever. Um, if you're in the jury, they're all given notebooks that they're allowed to write in if they want to, but they don't have to. And I don't believe they're allowed to talk to each other about the case. So considering the fact we saw the backgrounds of these jurors, don't know if they're all educated, don't know what their experience is as far as like recording things, writing things down. Um, half of them were like asleep, according to my boyfriend, when he was sitting in the courtroom. I have not been in the courtroom since last week because I've been in the media room. So when I was in there, I would say a third of them were engaged. Man, that's fucking wild. That's that's so crazy. A third of them engaged. Were you there for the jury selection or did you miss that part? No, I was in the courtroom for the jury selection. So I that was all handwritten down and uh that was that was wild did they grill a lot of them or are they just like basic questions to see if they were biased <laughs> the craziest part was and i didn't really think about the context of dc until afterwards but i'm sitting there and i'm thinking all these people are not getting striked and striked means removed from from an option as a juror uh all of them were admitting to being dnc donors and I mean, you name it, like it's like everything that a conservative wouldn't want in a jury for this case. Um, so what I mean, do you think it, about it, a jury like that, not to cut, uh, cut you off, I'm sorry. Uh, what do you think about having a jury like that, that are all DNC donors or at least the majority of them that are all leaning left when you get a conviction on, you know, something like that with a jury that's left leaning, doesn't it make it that much more? difficult to actually appeal wouldn't it seem like that much more valid of a verdict <sighs> it's like tough to say but yeah. i this is my theory i think that this is another red pill for democrats i think that things are being presented so legally and so systematically and surgically that there is zero way to walk away from this, even regardless of the outcome. I don't understand how any of them could walk away from this and think that this guy didn't have some kind of criminal motive. Yeah. I, it, the, the scary thing about that, and I agree, I, I, I've been saying the court of public opinion is, is way more important than the actual court case itself. Um, but the, the scary thing is, is nobody is seeing the court case. They're watching the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp case and give a shit about that. And I, I could just see your face, how frustrating it is to hear that um, because it, it's infuriating. Nobody gives it. Nobody even knows this case is happening. Like 
Elon Musk got it. Like, I don't trust this guy as far as I could throw him, but I got to give credit where credit is due. The guy has been red pilling people left and right. He even said, he goes, I had no idea that this was going on until like two weeks ago. And I read the oh, case wow. and I was like, I couldn't believe that their lawyer is, is paying and, and giving the FBI information to, <laughs> to, to try to frame Donald Trump and his connections to Russia. Yet nobody knows about it. And I think a lot of people do know about it now because of Elon Musk, you know, even if, his 60 million followers, half of them are bots like Joey Bag of Donuts. Uh, that's still 30 million followers. It's still way more than Joey Bag of Donuts has. Um, so it's it's really wild to think that it doesn't really matter that the case, what the, what the verdict of the case is. Because I don't think people understand. John Durham has said in, in court already that there's other people that are under investigation and are indicted uh, in, grand, in grand jury investigations that they can't talk about right now because of those investigations. Now, we've already named a few key players like John Podesta, Jake Sullivan, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. And it's already laid the groundwork for the criminal activity that they've been involved in. And people don't remember that John Durham also absorbed the Huber report. Now, John Huber, his whole investigation was around the, the Clinton Foundation and the illegal activity that they were in. Now, this name gets brought up in court, and I'm sure there's going to be some more evidence that get, gets brought up on this. And I think this summer, John Durham is going to come back with more information and more indictments, and we're going to see some more court cases coming forward. I don't think this is going to be the last case that we're going to see. And, and of okay. course, the, the media is going to frame, like when this is done, regardless of the verdict, they're going to frame it as, oh, that's it. That's all John Durham got was was Michael Sussman. Um, what do you think the game plan is going forward uh, after this case, regardless of the outcome? I mean, I still think more people are going to be investigated. I don't think this is the end. I think this is the beginning. I, I do, too. I 100% agree. I, agree. Um, I think Cash agrees as well. Hold on. Here's what Cash has to say. Three, three witnesses, Robbie Mook, Mark Elias, and the FBI's James Baker. So what did we do? What did we learn? So James Baker, the FBI general counsel, whom Michael Sussman has been charged to, to lying to about whether or not he was representing anyone when he was shoveling the dirt, testified under oath that he is, well, quote, 100% confident that Michael Sussman did not say he was there for a client, thus gutting his defense. Critical testimony from the uh, witness himself. And if that wasn't enough, remember, Maria, John Durham has the interrogation transcripts from my deposition of Michael Sussman four years ago when I was running the Russiagate investigation, where I asked him under oath, "Are you? did you go to the FBI for a client? And he said yes. So <clears throat> it's not just a witness case. It's a paper case. And then you have Michael Sussman's own text message on the evening before he went to see James Baker, a text message from Sussman to Baker, where he himself explicitly says, I'm coming to you as a patriot, as a uh, you know good Samaritan. And let's move on to the testimony of uh, now Mark Elias, his law partner at Perkins Coie, who funneled all the, in all the money from the Hillary Clinton campaign to Fusion GPS and the Alpha Bank server nonsense. He comes in and guts Sussman's defense. He says, you, uh, we were working together, and of course, the Hillary Clinton campaign was our client. And then there's the documentation, the emails, 
and the billing sh that shows that Michael Sussman was billing the Hillary Clinton campaign for all the work related to Alpha Bank. And if that wasn't enough, you have the FBI's uh, tech expert come in, I think his name was Hillman, come in and say, the, we, the FBI knew one day after we received this information about Alpha Bank and the purported connection to Trump Tower that it was complete garbage. That is some pretty yeah. powerful testimony and documents from John Durham. So that all came out throughout the past two weeks, week and a half, I should say. And I don't think there's any recovering from, from that information that has come out. Like, I only think it gets further and snowballs and there's going to be further indictment. And we have Davichenko or whatever is an Igor, the, the P-tape guy. That's going to be a trial this summer. Do you plan on going to that? Yes, I am planning. I'm super excited. I hope but, that they do you think that they're going to try to uh show the evidence that they that they thought were the P tapes like they like if if I was the product if I was John Durham I'd be like hey like what evidence was shown to you that you thought Donald Trump was peeing on Russian hookers like can we see the video that you were shown that made you believe like can we see this video cuz like this is ridiculous like you have to seen something what made you believe that Donald Trump was peeing on Russian whores um uh nothing would surprise me at this point uh we talk about watching a movie and i feel like this is where it gets really good so let the games begin i really truly believe it that it, it's gonna it's gonna start getting really really good this summer uh you know the wheels of justice turn very slowly and i tell people all the time that just because it's not happening on our timeline and as fast as we want and to the people that we want uh doesn't mean that nothing is happening um can you please make your most <laughs> shareable pretty please i don't know what Catalyst, that is yeah so nicely oh you're asking oh, oh Catalyst so, is asking Wonder woman yeah uh, asking you if you can make <laughs> your post shareable please i may in the near future honestly like i love instagram you guys were like where i started but truth True. is Truth yes. is, I would say my home base now. It's where I'm focusing more of my time. Um, you guys can access it through the web browser. So if you have Android, you still can access it through the web. Catalyst is on truth. He's a he's just an idiot. Instagram blows. They give us. <laughs> I, we have no interaction whatsoever. We have like I literally shared a post today that 150 people have seen my story in 24 hours, and I have 40,000 followers on our account. It's absurd um yeah. truth is definitely where it at where it's at i i really enjoy the platform so far it's actually really cool to see a lot of our old friends uh people that i used to follow like julian's rum and uh, a lot of really great accounts that enoch i saw him uh floating around people that i haven't i felt like i haven't I haven't seen or heard from in, in the old days in years like really think about it seeing enoch's news dumps his weekly news blasts like remember those back in the day every yeah. single week you get like, everybody share his news blast and uh you know it's how it's crazy how we've evolved like i see praying medic blasting you out about being a digital soldier it's it's truly amazing how far that we've come because you started your account right around when we started our show yep right around the same time it's and uh I honestly want to say for the record as well, like I don't view myself any differently. I cannot believe half the things that are happening right now. And I'm just really excited to be alive during this time, like getting to be part well, of it. Well, you this. got some pretty amazing accolades, right? From, um, from truth directly, didn't you? 
Uh, yeah, uh, the chief technology officer currently follows me from Truth. Um, Q shouted me out today, which is pretty yeah, cool. That was pretty cool. Um, that was pretty badass. But it's really just, I honestly am just excited to be on the platform. I think it's amazing. And I like to compare it to Super Smash Brothers. In that video game, uh, there's characters from tons of different universes, and that's what Truth is. It's one platform with all the characters from Telegram, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, like, you know. Well, they all used to be at one place, Twitter or Instagram, until they yeah. all got removed and, and nuked so many of our friends fallen um, and couldn't couldn't even get back on. Like, I, it's crazy how they make it so difficult for people to create new accounts and get IMEI numbers and Make sure that you can't create a new one. Um, I, unfortunately, right now, it's great to see that Truth is the number one downloaded app in the App Store, which is another thing that's very surprising to me that's even allowed to be in the App Store considering what they did to Parler and other apps. But it's the number one app in the App Store. Uh, there's people trying to debunk it and say, it's oh, Truth is a terrible platform. I forget who it was. It might have been AP News who put out an article saying that they had only 500,000 users not meanwhile, not looking at Donald Trump, who has over three million, three point six million followers. They're like, oh, 500,000 users, nobody's even on there. Uh, but unfortunately, like I was saying, the battlefield isn't truth yet. It will be, I think. I think it's leading that way. I, I do you think, uh, what do you think about a little bit off of Durham for a second? What do you think about truth or the Twitter situation? Do you think Elon is gonna shatter Twitter, or do you what do you think is gonna happen there? I don't know. It's so hard because not many people are talking about the fact that Elon, you know, wanted to implant people's brains with Neuralink, chips. Neuralink, Neuralink. Yeah. yeah. Terrifying. Neuralink. <laughs> um, they're not talking about his ex and how she almost seems satanic. Um, yep. I, I think his it's mother, important. His mother, evil bitch. Yeah. I think it's important to remember these things. Um, do I think that he is still being used as a tool to red pill? Absolutely. Because if we just look at Doge, look at the whole SNL and Doge situation. You know, he's instrumental in moving things per se when it comes to money. And he's definitely influential as a figure in the normie world. So I think that he is one of the prime people who could have red pilled on Twitter. Well, no um, one's gonna say Elon's stupid. Like that'd be the dumbest thing anybody could say. Oh yeah. Elon Musk is dumb. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like no one's going to come out and say that. Yeah, I just, I just think mm -hmm. back to the meetings that he had been in with Trump. And I wonder what happened during those meetings because none of us will know, but it almost makes you wonder if not necessarily if this was his deal, but if this is what he had to do. Well, I, I, I think that's definitely a possibility. I mean, you have it's not not a coincidence that he's the number one contractor to the D Department of Defense. Like we know that if this is if there's something truly going on, that there are white hats at play, which I truly believe that to be the case. It's going to be through the military and the Department of Defense, which Cash Patel just happened to be uh, a very high ranking member of the Department of Defense. Um, just a coincidence, again, working heavily on this case. Um, so. You think about those military operations, and he's the number one contractor. I think Elon Musk is one of those really, really smart people that's able to actually see the the chessboard 
before most people can, even without the information, even he probably has a little more information than the average individual, like any of us, but he probably doesn't have the full scope of information that a lot of these high level military people that would, uh, that are involved, I would say seven to 10 people that might have the whole story. We've heard that before. Um, but I think he's trying to play sides and find out who's going to win me personally. I think he's, he's going to try to land on the winning side. And right now he kind of, it looks like, especially based on the events that are unfolding, how shitty the economy is, Joe Biden's cognitive function, Ukraine, uh, John Durham, the Afghanistan situation, Hillary Clinton, it looks like they're, they're getting crushed. If you're paying close attention to, to what's going on, it does not look good for the deep state. They're pulling out monkeypox. Like that's what they're pulling out. And they're using pictures of people with shingles to make it look like fucking monkeypox that they used the same photo in 2018. Like it's, it's crazy how bad their propaganda has gotten. And I think Elon Musk is, is trying to land on the right side. Um, and he could be working with Donald Trump. He could have had those conversations in Trump tower early on when Steve Harvey and Kanye and all of those people went to Trump tower and hung out with Don Donnie. Um, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Go ahead. I do think it's important to note as well. I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Trump's relationship with Barr and all these other people that Trump might have slammed. Uh, my opinion is not about each individual, but rather he can't appear to be friends with everyone. Right. Because a normie who hates Trump might not want to hear that Elon Musk is friends with him or has any kind of civil relationship with him it needs to be separate because it's a separate part of a plan in my perspective that oh, makes a lot of sense i think each individual has their own part to play and they're everyone is is used in a certain way as a, as a cog in the in the larger machine but absolutely um you, you can't look you yeah you can't look to be friends with with everybody and um not many people know know the whole uh the whole plan I got a perfect example for everybody. Does Sneaky Jeff Sessions ring a bell? My man, Sneaky. Yeah, Jeff. we haven't heard we haven't heard of Jeff in how many years? In a long time, and the only long reason, time. The only reason Johnny Durham is doing Johnny Durham things is because Sneaky Jeff appointed him on October twenty seventh or twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen. And then didn't him and Trump have um, like a tumultuous yeah, split? Was, I guess in the end, he was a he was a very big reason why. Jeff Sessions did not get back into the Senate um, because Donald Trump was very vocal about sneaky Jeff and how mm -hmm. much he didn't like him. Um, so who knows? I, I truly believe uh, when this is all said and done, we're going to find out people that we hated were actually sleepers for the good guys. And we're going to find people that we loved were sleepers for the enemy the entire time. Um, and we're not going to know until this, this story comes to an end. And I think, we're getting closer and closer to that end as the days go by. Um, I truly believe that this Durham case is just the beginning. Um, these guys are backed, backed against the wall. And uh, I think that this is going to lead up to the Huber investigation that Durham uh, absorbed. And uh, names are going to start coming out even more. I don't think Hillary Clinton is going to have a place to run. Do you think she's going to be able to escape this? Absolutely not. However, I will say there are still delusional people in the matrix because uh, I don't know if you guys know Austin Wise, but he sent me an article um, by Washington Post that was published yesterday. Oh, the Post. That was completely fallacious. Like it was 
the furthest thing from the truth. I'm sitting there in the media room watching this court, you know, being streamed live. And he was just trying to say that there was no evidence of collusion. I'm just like, well, not Russian collusion. No evidence of DNC <laughs> colluding. Um, None whatsoever. Yeah. Just, just real like, How could you sit in that courtroom, regardless of size, and report something like that? So I actually posted about it, and I said, this is the propaganda that we are fighting against. So there are still people who might be, you know, the 5% lost forever. Well, when people, when, when you say 4 to 6% that might be lost forever, that's still a lot of people. You know, that's, you know, 10 15 million people that are still lost forever right now it's still a lot higher than four to six percent oh way higher way way higher yeah um but i i I don't think it's as as high as we think do you think that this durham investigation uh that's going on um is going to shake up things during the midterms (laughs) depends how closely people are paying attention I mean, that's the thing. No one like think about this, Victoria. You are the number one source for information for this entire case. Like your coverage of this case has been better than literally every mainstream media outlet. All these people that say that they're 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 good media. Like where's Jack Prasobic? Where is this guy? Where is the the Glenn Becks? Where's all these people that say they care about this republic and want to get the truth out? And this is one of the biggest cases that's implicating some very powerful people and they're nowhere to be found. And you're telling me you're telling me I could have just walked my ass in there. Are you kidding me? Like, why don't they have a team there? Why aren't they having uh, uh, someone show up and represent them to cover it so they can give notes and cover it on their show? They're not doing shit. I want to put this on the record that I am not working for anybody covering this case. I am not getting paid to do this. I'm not getting paid to do this. I'm juggling full-time responsibilities and I am jumping through flavin hoops to get it done. But uh, since you mentioned Jack Posobiec, I'm going to call it out right here. You know, he's got several hundred thousand followers on truth and he only follows four people and not one of them are the Donald. So Mm -hmm. I would like to, (laughs) I would like to look at this because this is ridiculous. Um, it's it's worth noting because it brings it back to motive. You know, what is what is his motive for his platform and why was he slamming um, Trump's endorsement so hard? And we should ask his boy, Microchip, that he might have a thing or two, know a thing or two about a thing or two. My boy, Microchip. No, I, I listen, Jack Prasobic. He's apparently in Switzerland for the the Davos Convention, the World Economic Forum Davos Convention, and he did this big stunt where you know the police came and arrested him, and uh, I'm 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 a little suspicious of that arrest, me personally, uh, because we know how media is heavily tied to these Davos conventions, these uh world economic forum bilderberg group meetings like they go over and over again what better way to pull off something and say oh i'm fighting for you guys the police arrest him they just cart his ass over to the davos convention and he just sits there enjoys the whole show gets his marching orders and how we're supposed to shape the narrative going forward and uh and just does what he's told i I wouldn't be surprised it wouldn't be shy it wouldn't be the first time somebody has done some crazy shady thing like that now that's that's just uh me per my me personally thinking out loud um not i have no evidence to back that up but it to me 
uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked because I don't trust that guy personally. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. Um, so what do you think? What do you think you can expect for tomorrow? Well, if we only have maybe like a witness left, then it could be, I don't know. It could be pretty interesting to see what the end reactions are. And the judge, in my opinion, hasn't been completely biased. Okay. Yes. There have been times where he's cracking jokes with the defense about his nephew working for the same firm as somebody else. But again, it's a small world here. And you have to remember the fact that you know, it's very easy to be close contact with some of these people because it's a small area and clearly a lot of them are Democrats. Um, I do think that the judge has been fair in the sense that he has overruled many of the defense's objections to evidence as well as questioning that the prosecution's, you know, asking really? while examining. So. Really? So he he hasn't been trying to railroad Johnny Durham and his his prosecution team. He's more more so uh, upholding the uh, stopping the objections from because I'm sure they're objecting to, to a ton of evidence and everything that they possibly can object to. Yeah, uh, the defense has objected to notes that have come out, um, and I believe the judge still overruled and didn't care what the defense was saying. So. I think he has been fair in a lot of ways. And actually, Tracy Beans, I don't know if you guys follow her, but she had called a lot of this out. Um, there are many things, I believe, that are lost in transcripts if you're not there. Um, just, like seeing my, just seeing the facial expressions and the reactions and the way that things are being handled, Like I don't, I just don't think it's all illustrated in transcripts. So... I think Tracy kind of was alluding to the transcripts, but also just saying, I'm not getting that this guy is just completely biased. Um, if it turns out that he's not ruled guilty, um, maybe we'll figure more out. But right now I don't think that there's like zero chance that it's not going to be found guilty. Do you think there's enough evidence for him to be found guilty right now that's been presented? thousand percent. Hmm. overwhelming evidence yes. what do you think the biggest piece of evidence was besides robbie mook <sighs> well oh something just fell <laughs> um, wow biblical um, <laughs> um that was crazy um i'm going to bring the whole fucking diseased corrupt temple down on your head it's got to be biblical you got to think on your feet right um i would say that other than Robbie Mook, the billing logs of, you know, Sussman saying that the white papers were being billed to the Clintons, um, follow the money. That, I mean, money kind of speaks for itself. The number of people that were involved and the amount of information that was withheld from individuals. So whether it was people doing the research on the data whether it was the FBI agents, like there was a lot of information withheld. And if this was a clear case, if it was just Sussman acting on his own behalf as a good citizen, then why would there be a need for a close hold in the FBI? Yeah, it makes no sense. Why would they have to do that if he was just trying to be, you know, goody two shoes and help I out? Mean, that I just, across the board, all the agents were saying that, they wanted to know the source. They wanted to know 
who's bringing this information. So I don't know. I just think that clouds a lot of what transpired during those months in 2016. What media outlets in the media room are most interested in the case and are, are like actually feel like there's something here or, or um, which ones are very like, oh, this is nothing like a big nothing burger. Um, I would say Epic Times, New York Post, uh, CNN. I haven't read CNN, but if you haven't noticed lately, CNN has been publishing some stories that seem to be a little bit red pilly. Really? I haven't yeah. seen, I haven't seen much of this. I've seen they, they've said a few things on air that have been very anti CNN. That's not something yeah. that they would normally say, but they're so, doing. I don't know the guy's name, so I'm not going to speak to that, but I know that one of the larger shareholders recently in the last year was reported to be pro-Trump. I think, so, yes, I think the person who bought it, I think the person who bought CNN, because then they, they have a buyout. Yeah. I, again, I, I'm not going to speak to the names because I don't know. Are you with CNN? <laughs> I don't know offhand, but I know they're there. Like I said, just the news is there, which I think is exciting because CAG babe, is the one who essentially just following her led me to just the news. Um, yeah, trying to think who else is in there. Fox, obviously, but Fox is not doing a great job. Is Chanel Rion in there? She is not. Oh, damn. I would just, I would get book a flight right now just to go. She was. Um, love her. Uh, anyone from OAN or Newsmax? Not that I'm aware, but again, I haven't spoken with everyone about who they're representing. I find that I'm asked more than I'm asking other people. I'm just kind of trying to listen and be engaged with what's happening so I don't miss anything. Um, but I did see Chanel Ryan scootering the other day right by the courthouse. So She was scooting? She was scoot scooting? <laughs> the electric scooters are amazing. I like can't wait to go back. Yeah. They're a blast. I rode one in San Antonio. I was scoot scooting around the, the neighborhood of San Antonio. Um, so how is John Johnny addressing these witnesses? Does he actually go out there? Or does he just have his team uh, do all the questioning? So he seems kind of removed in the sense that it's really just his attorneys litigating. It's not him intervening, which I think is important because he is this figure that's almost become a caricature in a sense, mm -hmm. for Punisher, for Trump, for... You said he doesn't even realize this. Yeah, he doesn't. He really doesn't. And that's just my perception of how he is. I did have a great opportunity. I was walking by him. I think it was the first day at the courthouse. And I said, Team Durham. And his eyes just like <laughs> shot open. He was so shocked that someone was saying this. Because you got to remember, we are in the swamp. So... Oh, true. Yeah, nobody likes it. Everybody walks like it's still it, it, it amazes me that this guy is walking around the streets of Washington, D.C. with no security. Like this is the wildest thing we were literally talking about the other day. One of our episodes, how this guy, if he's still alive, has to have some like there's no way he's just got some regular policeman guarding him and making sure he's OK. He's got some high level security. He's just out in the open hanging out. Well, there's one guy with him that might be security. I'm not 100% sure what his responsibility still, is, but... guy? What'd you say? Even still one guy? Yeah, um, it's wild. But I will say, like, most of the significant people, as soon as you walk out the door, which is where you see those, like, viral videos that are on the news, um, the all the newspapers are sitting there with their cameras, and that's where they get picked up. 
So he's not really walking that far. You know, he's he's getting picked up there. Still, like we know how corrupt they shot a sitting U.S. president in broad daylight. Like <laughs> we know that they did this, and this guy's at. And it further leads. I, I I say it every week almost at this point. There's so many unexplainable things going on in this administration that leads me to believe that they are they have zero control over what's going on. Like it's just it's just to show the normies that these people have evil intentions and want to destroy your lives and they're just ridiculous because no one has ever given me a rational explanation as to why Joe Biden is the first president to not fly in a military transport to his inauguration fly privately no answer no answer as to why the national guard turned their back to him on his motorcade there's no answer as to why Spain saw the inauguration three hours early there's no reason why the woman who had her cell phone across the street from where the inauguration was happening said nobody was show, showed nobody in there and the cloud it was very cloudy meanwhile we're, we're watching on TV it's sunny days makes absolutely no sense as to why uh, Joey Bag of Donuts did no State of the Union address in his first year in office. Every single president prior, even during World Wars, gave State of the Union addresses. It makes no sense as to why they're using fake video game footage for the Ghost of Kiev for their propaganda and making up Snake Island. Like These are things that lead me to believe that they don't have control of scenario because normally their propaganda would be way better normally they'd actually be able to like we haven't gotten a reason why joe biden's doing all of his press conferences in a fucking studio like yeah. nobody can explain this they're like oh yeah we're just you know we don't need to be in the oval office today you know joe biden's been trying to become president multiple times and never could get in finally he's in and he doesn't want to sit behind the resolute desk resolute desk like i don't know about you victoria but me personally if i was trying to get become president and i finally got in i'd be kicking my feet up on that desk right away all day be like god i bring the media in here let's do it i mean i will say that just some uh, just going for a stroll downtown dc by the monuments and everything else by the white house it is pretty quiet um i don't really see a lot of activity when i'm walking around down there um obviously nobody knows nobody knows what's happening but i will say i don't see much buzz there is there still a fence around the White House? There seems to be like almost cement blocks. Um, yeah. I don't know how big they are because like you can only get so close, but um, don't really know what that's about. There is a fence around the Supreme Court right now because the Roe v. Wade decision is pending. So, What do you think is going to happen with that? I mean, I honestly think it could be reversed. I don't know how it's going to go, but the idea that they have a fence around the Supreme Court, I mean, let's be real. The pro-lifers aren't going to go try to do anything crazy, no, in my it's, opinion. It's the same reason why they boarded up the windows the night before the election, because they, they thought that Donald Trump was going to win, and they knew that these liberal leftists and these Antifa fucks were going to go ape shit on their town. Um we're, we're not going to be the ones that are going to be violent. But did you see when they first made the announcement, they, they first leaked the uh, Supreme Court notes that they might overturn it? And did you see the turnout at the Supreme Court? Well, I physically went. You were there? Um, I think it was the night, the night of or the day after. Um, I went over there just to see what was going on. Um, 
I got a little bit of an interview with a guy who he claimed to be a Democrat pro-lifer. Um, that was the night before I removed my anonymous picture. So oh. I wanted to go really get my feet wet and like see people in action. And uh, yeah, I did a couple interviews. I haven't published anything, but uh, it was pretty wild. Um, as a pro-lifer standing there, I think many people were just wanting to be there. And the <laughs> pro-abortion folks were instigating fights. Well, from the video footage and the pictures that I saw, it looked like the turnout was very underwhelming. It seemed like there was only like 60, 70 people there. Normally well, one thing I will say is they had fences up. So you could only be in certain parameters. Um, they had a little bit of things blocked off. So it wasn't just a free-for-all people running amok. But it still didn't seem like there was a lot of people. Like normally I feel like they'd bust in a ton of people because they all had the same signs, the same shirts. Like this was the, – these people were definitely coordinating in some way because there's no way that they have the same signs and shirts within 45 minutes of the of the leak coming out. But it didn't seem like there was a lot of people. Like normally I feel like there would be thousands of people in front of the Supreme Court protesting. Well, I think it was the – night of or the day after when we went down there there were a lot of people but it wasn't like j6 big well i don't think anything will be j6 big yeah yeah it wasn't like that but, but you, you think you think about the blm protests like you look at the 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 videos of people like there was people thousands tens of thousands of people at these protests and at these events all over the place, like even even the ones in New York where they were painting murals in the streets, like there was thousands of people there. It wasn't like it was like a little bit of people. Um, and it's very interesting. I, like to me, I feel like they would have bust in more people for this, especially uh, at this time when they're trying to use this. They're pulling out this card, in my opinion, to clog up the media stations because at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with stopping abortion. Like abortion is still going to be able to continue in many states like New York, California, all the states that are pissed off that this is happening. Guess what, guys? You're still going to be able to have abortions in your states. Unfortunately, the federal government can't make a ruling on that, but it's kicking it's kicking it back to states rights. So I think the timing of it is is to clog up the media. I station. think this is the only platform they're going to have left to stand on. Come, come the midterms. It's going to be, they're dividing, they're dividing wedge and they're going to use abortion as a means to try and get the votes because I think abortion and guns, what else are they going to use? The economy. Yeah. They, can't, yeah. they can't use guns. They're going to use abortion. Um, they're going to, they love to use these emotional uh, subjects. And I think it's going to come down to, they're going to have hearings in in the in Congress and in Senate, and all these congressmen and women and Senate senators are going to have to come out and vote on whether they they want to you know federally legalize abortion like that bill that uh, Chuck Schumer is trying to present, and that's going to put things on the table, and they're going to use that for the midterm as well. This person is against abortion, so you shouldn't. And all these liberal Democrats. Who are so emotionally invested are going to forget about the economy, forget about all the, the shitty things that they did, and they're going to vote for these emotional ties. But I truly believe that there's not enough of them anymore. I really don't think that there's enough of them. No, Carol I mean, said the monkeypox mail-in movement. Yeah, the monkeypox. 
That's what they're trying to do. They want to bring mail mail in ballots again because they're if they don't. I, I truly believe if they don't get mail in ballots for this midterm election, there's zero chance that they can win. Zero chance without mail in ballots. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, you guys saw 2000 Mules, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's undeniable, and I personally believe that movie was less for us and more for people who really genuinely had not seen all the things that we saw because we know and our suspended Instagram accounts can speak to all the evidence that that occurred. So, I mean, it came to the point where people were stopping posting videos of the election workers because you would just oh, get yeah. suspended. I got removed from Facebook. No warning, no nothing, just for posting the video of them boarding up the windows in Detroit. Like it's it's a big no go. You can't you can't do that. Um, it's it's crazy though, and I was very I was very excited to see that, and I'm I'm in agreement with you in the fact that this was for the normies. This documentary was definitely for the normies, but yeah. I'm still pissed off at Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, and Charlie Kirk. Those guys can get fucked, all three of them. Um, you know, Dennis Prager, I'm agnostic. Like, Victor, were- do you think it's possible that we could see this Durham investigation down the road tie into other investigations, let's say into the election fraud, or could somehow be connected with what happened with Ghislaine, et cetera? A hundred percent. Because if you just think about the fact that this was somebody, this was somebody going to the FBI who was an attorney for the DNC. I mean, think about how heavily involved the Democrats were with the fraud. Obviously, they were paying people off. Well, well, so, think think about this, Aunt. the the elect they wouldn't have to rig the election and co- to, uh, if they didn't have to cover up this whole Russian investigation. Oh, sure. Well, like, big thing for me is with is with Fox, right? So they went above and beyond to not have any mention of 2000 mules or any of the information that came from 2000 mules. But here they are at the Sussman trial. So they really are just picking and choosing what they want to be involved in. Or is it, you know, because you, they called Arizona and they're complicit and were involved in, uh, you know, the stealing of the election. I think they're definitely involved uh, in in both, and I think I think people in the Fox Media Room pushed this Russia hoax that we now are knowing that is one hundred percent fabricated and paid for by the Hillary Clinton Foundation and Hillary Clinton, and they all did it knowingly. Like this case that yeah. Victoria is at details this with their own writing, with their own words, with their own text messages. Like, there's no getting around this. Like, I don't think you understand. Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, the guy who ran the whole 2016 campaign, and she hasn't shut up about Russia since the 2016 campaign. And remember the articles that came out about when she lost, the night of her losing. She got violently angry and was yelling at yeah, Didn't Bobby. she throw something at his head? Yeah, at Bobby Mook, the campaign manager. Yeah. He definitely knows more than he's telling, and maybe the right questions haven't been asked. Well, I want to say on the record, too, that there are many times where the prosecution will want to ask a question, and then the defense, you know, objects, and then the context with which they're asking this question 
does not match the scope of this case. So this thing that came up today with Crimson Rhino was about completely separate allegations that have nothing to do with this case, like involving Roger Stone and Carter Page. Like you have to remember that like in law, if it doesn't, if it's not contained within this case, if it's not allowed to be discussed, it can't be asked. So I think there are bigger questions that need to be asked that will not be able to be asked until we get through this Sussman trial. And what involvement do you think like Carter Page and Roger Stone had in this Crimson Rhino case? I mean, considering the fact they were both named and <laughs> the witness on the stand, Novik, was like visibly frustrated that this was even coming up. He like vehemently denied even knowing that this paper existed. And like, you know, he was just, he was losing it. Um, I think it has to be significant. And do you, so do you think that the, the, the defense was trying to set up some like Carter page and Roger stone in some way? Cause both of them have been involved in those kinds of things with the DNC. And well, considering, considering the fact that this paperwork had, their spouses, um, email addresses, phone numbers, their addresses. Like this wasn't just um, targeted towards individuals. It was like everybody that they were associated with. So any, so anybody else that we would know of that were mentioned besides Roger Stone and Carter Page that you could think of? Um, off the top of my head, I can't. Uh, I don't recall, which is one of the, yeah, <laughs> the, famous, <laughs> the famous lines from this trial. Uh okay. But if I learn more tomorrow, I will. Um, I will write about it. Oh, I'm sure you will. I'm. I'm very much looking forward to all the updates that you give us. Absolutely. Like I said, your coverage of this case uh, has been so amazing, and we're it's so very, thankful. very important work. It, 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 yes, it really, truly and, is. And I can't thank you enough for that that work because even if I was there, I'll tell you right now, even if I was there and I knew I could just walk in and cover it, my coverage would be nowhere near as good and as detailed it'd be very sloppy there'd probably be a lot of curse words if and you were there you would just be distracting victoria asking what did he say what does that what mean yeah <laughs> yeah what was that word what does this mean yeah. how do you spell that <laughs> yeah well i i've noticed to be frank there's been like a lot of misspellings across the board throughout like the different media outlets i don't think Everyone nailed the spellings unless you're looking at the transcripts, like, you know, studying oh, them aggressively. Spell spellings of them, like what they're posting. Yeah, and, like the, right? the last names or whatever. It's like they, each witness, when they go up, they have to state their name for the record and they do have to spell their name. But sometimes it's moving so fast. Sometimes like someone goes to get a drink, like it, you don't know what's going to happen. So uh, I've tried my best to correct the spelling on names. If I realize later on, okay, like, Here's an email being presented where their name is spelled out because if it's moving so fast, I just want to get the facts, right? Like if one, if one letter is off in the last name, like that can be corrected. hundred percent. I don't think people, people understand that if you weren't doing what you're doing, the amount of information that we'd have on this case would be like basically nothing. There'd Pretty be much like, yeah. There'd be basically no information. There's a very few people that are actually covering this case in a way where people can understand the information it's broken down and it's coming to, it's coming to us pretty much live. Like I, I'm sure I see your, your posts all, all day. It's literally as things are happening. We, I wish we could watch it instead of the Amber Heard case. Like I wish I could just turn <laughs> on C-SPAN 
and be like, hey, let's let's fucking tune in to Johnny Durham and see what he's up to. And oh, you know, there's Victoria in the courtroom. What's going on? What's so frustrating is like I want to also say this that when we talk about how we're not hearing it everywhere, like you have to remember, like these people who are reporting on this that are working for Fox or whatever outlet, they're not as emotionally invested in the case as we are. They're not. Like mm -hmm. I, there's people in that media room complaining that this is boring. I'm like, how is this boring? This has huge implications. This is boring. Fuck you. Yeah, you bring up a good point. They might have just been handed an assignment a week ago and they're like, oh, all right, I got to show up and do this for, you know, two, three weeks. And they really could care less about it. Just trying to get a paycheck. Well, not not just that. I'm sure a lot of them, if they ever did become a journalist for the right reasons, they probably like what's her name uh, when Project Veritas blew the whistle on that of her on the hot mic in the Epstein case. <laughs> She literally is like had this information. She presented it to her higher ups and it got shelved. I'm sure a lot of these people have had some really good pieces that they wrote and brought it to their higher ups. And because it didn't go along with their agenda, they couldn't put it out. So they have they now just toe the line because they want to keep their job. Uh, they don't want to lose their job. And I'm sure there's there's people that are doing things like that that aren't necessarily compromised but they're just trying to toe the line and don't want to lose their job it's probably fewer than most i'm sure most of them are very heavily involved in a lot of this evil corruption inside of our media um but if it wasn't for you victoria we'd be really in the dark and we can't thank you enough for the work that you're doing um i really look forward to hearing from from you tomorrow and, and if you want to come back on next week after the case is over after we get everything and give everybody an update of how the ending went we'd love to have you back on uh, maybe we'll do a freedom friday uh, event but we we definitely would love to hear hear from you again is there anything else that you can think of that we missed today that we didn't get to cover from the case um nothing that i could think of i just i if i could be in that room every day of my life i would like it's <laughs> i don't know it's like to someone else jumping out of a plane or like being on a motorcycle it's it's like an adrenaline rush like the we all we're fast right we're always online we're posting and i pride myself in being fast i like to get things done i usually only post once per hour or i try to so people can see what i'm doing but i'm systematic in the way that i present information and getting to do that in real time knowing like how critical this information is it's like a thrill because it's a challenge to be able to do that. So I love, I love it. Like I literally love being in there. Like, like I said, I would do it every single day if I could. So and people need to realize that you're doing it all for free strictly because you love it. And like you said, a lot of these people aren't as excited for this case as you know, you or I, or any of us are um, because we've been waiting for this forever. Like yep. literally just seeing the pictures that you guys took down there, uh, shout out to your boyfriend bullseye um was just such a breath of fresh air like seeing john durham i was like holy shit there he is like that's our guy let's go like we haven't <laughs> seen him ever and just seeing that was the coolest thing in the world to me and then to be able to see you out there crushing it and giving us information in real time of what's really going on because no mainstream media is picking it up nobody wants to tell us what's going on everybody wants to keep uh keep us uh in the dark and yeah I mean, it's like christmas every day just 
being in there, learning new things. Like we, we live for this stuff. So for me, like I'm having the time of my life. That's, that's and we've it. been doing this show for a little over three years now. And I think since show one, we've been talking about the Durham investigation. We've been like, ah, oh, the Dur Johnny Durham is around the corner, guys. Like, here he comes. Like, here's Johnny. And it's been fucking three years. And August is traditionally a really hot month, 2022. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, March Madness. You know, we've done it all. We've gotten excited. You know, little bits and crumbs of information have come out. But we haven't gotten much. And that's how a grand jury investigation is supposed to go. There's not supposed to be any leaks. Until indictments are, are unsealed, there's not supposed to be any information coming out whatsoever because the previous administrations were so corrupt, they always leak things. They had Adam Shifty Shift pencil neck walk out and be like, oh, there's evidence. There's definitely 100% evidence that Donald Trump colluded with Russia. It's it's undeniable, guys. It's it, We got it. We got it, guys. With his bugged out eyes, like just sitting here like, oh, my God, I'm fucking pencil neck. I'm going to go to the standard hotel. And oh, my God, we have evidence. I mean, this is what they do. And now, for the first time ever in our lifetime, there's a real ju grand jury investigation being conducted where no evidence, nothing is being come out, like, until the courtroom. Like, we didn't see any of these text messages, any of this information until they were brought out into the court. Correct? Like, none of this information that we saw. This is all new to us. Like, we knew that this was going on behind the scenes, but the actual evidence we haven't been able to see. Yeah. And that's how it's supposed to be. Like I said, one of my favorite lines was 5150-ish. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. Like, just put yourself in the position of these agents, like, having these IMs. Like, I'm sure they're just a couple guys, like, joking, like, locker room talk. And mm -hmm. it's hilarious having that context about this because you know, as a regular person, you're going to joke about things that are weird or, like, you know, things that don't make sense. And that's exactly what they were doing, which is why they were like, we don't have probable cause to further investigate this. And there's nothing there. It's a big nothing burger. Um, yeah. It's it's going to get very interesting, guys. I'm very excited to hear closing statements. I'm very excited to see the verdict. Whether it goes our way or not, I don't think it matters. I think there's been enough information that has gotten out that, uh is it's already been a win for us the court of a public opinion is the most important thing in my opinion um so victoria before we head out tell everybody where they can find you if they're not following you already which i'm sure they probably are um so on truth which is i would say my main source now uh wonder woman with the q's instead of o's um on twitter it's real wonder woman same thing q's instead of o's and uh, on Instagram, I am the real Wonder Woman, same. And Telegram, it's a little different. Uh, if you want to find my channel, it's uh, the real Toria Brooke. I switched out the Diana because <laughs> I'm me. And hmm. uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll see. I'm sure you'll see my information out there somehow. I'm sure you will. We'll be sharing it all over. I'm glad that you came out of the closet. And you're no longer an anon. <laughs> Uh, we were we were we were never big fans of being anonymous. It makes such a a powerful statement when you stand behind what you believe and you show your face and be like, "Hey, I'm James, and this is what I believe, and this is what I stand for." And this and is what James I'm out of the closet too. Yeah, yeah, out of the closet. <laughs> Thanks, James. Why are you gay? Um, <laughs> but uh, I re I really appreciate your work, Victoria, and I I, I hope to to see you keep killing it and. Uh, and crushing this Durham case and 
making these connections because you deserve it. You've been working your tail off for a long time. You've been through the ringer like most of us have, uh, and you came out the other side, and you're, you're still killing it. Uh, again, shout out to your boyfriend. He's doing great work as well, uh, taking those photos. Um, and uh, we really appreciate you, Victoria. Thanks for coming on. Make sure you go and follow Victoria on all of those handles. I'll link them down below uh, and share these clips everywhere because there's, there's a ton of great information uh, here. Shout out to our sponsors, Sirius CBD. Go to Sirius-CBD.com. Put in code FREEDOM40 for 40% off to the end of the month. Uh, you definitely want to get your serious CBD. Oh, I also forgot my guy, Mikey Pillows. <laughs> Mikey Pillows. We're Pillow Gang all day. Pillow Ganged up. Go to MyPillow.com. Put in code WPRUSA for up to 66% off your order. Uh, get everything. I'm actually rocking all the time with slippers. If you don't have MyPillow slippers, it's like walking on clouds. They're the greatest fucking things ever. Go to MyPillow.com. But we really appreciate you, Victoria. Uh, we'll love to have you back anytime uh, to hear more updates. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have you back on for the P-tape. Uh, <laughs> for the P-tape. Uh, for Danchenko? Yeah, Danchenko for the P-tape case. P-tape guy. Yeah, P-tape party. Yeah, P-tape party over here. It's, it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, but thanks again. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more. We actually have the Let's Go Brandon guy coming on next week the guy who told joe biden let's go brandon on christmas nice. <laughs> he's coming on next week jared uh so that'll be fun uh but until next time guys where we go one we go all our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you the american people the washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much 
The whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family. Instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks, who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. You can't handle the truth.